Hello. Hey, Katie. How's it going? Good. We are live with our first ever ladies five pin universe podcast night. I am just like vibrating right now with I know. excitement and I still I know. can't get over that I look 20 years old in my uh, poster <laughs> picture, which... Uh, yeah, Carrie thank- did a good job. Yeah, I want to <laughs> thank him for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, my hands are a little sweaty. It's yeah. different being like the only ones here without everybody else to fall back on, but... It is, it's way different, but it's really exciting. I'm, I'm really eager to kind of share like the next 60 minutes with everyone and really just um, highlight um, the voices for her in our bowling community. Yeah, we have a ton of amazing talent coming on tonight um, from all over the country. But before we get to them, we kind of wanted to, some people don't really know who we are if you haven't seen us around. Um, So we decided we just kind of want to have fun with everyone. We wanted to think of ways that we could engage everybody, get to know us a little bit. So we're we're going to start with a little game that we came up with of asking some questions. These are non-bowling related questions. They are just rapid rapid fire questions. Random get to know you questions. Okay, let's do it. Okay, question number one. Is this for me or you? This is for you, but I can also answer it after you answer it. Okay. Okay. If you were compared to any animal in the entire world, what would it be and why? Okay, an animal. An I mean, animal. there's lots of animals. There Tracy's is. a sensitive soul. Anybody who knows me, she's a, I'm a sensitive soul. But I think I'm going to say a lion. Mm. And the reason I'm saying a lion is like I'm uh, fiercely protective of my loved ones, my friends and my family. So first and foremost, um, I would say that I've overcome a lot. So just strength and resilience, I think a lion represents. And well, let's be honest, I I like to lead, maybe be a little bit bossy. Fair. Yeah. I think that's a good a good one for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. How about you? If I had to choose, okay, this is gonna come. People are not gonna, they're not gonna get it at first, but I'm gonna go with a hippo. Um, because like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of layers to a hippo here. You have a, they've got like, they've mastered the, like, don't mess with me face. Like when they're just sitting there, they're like, nope, don't do it. And this is something that's come up a lot lately of people coming to me like, why do you look like that? Like, it's just, it's my face right now. I don't know. Don't mess with me. But then like a hippo is also like super cute in like a, not like really cute way and like cuddly and like. I just be a hippo. I I see it as one of your most <laughs> embarrassing moments that nobody's ever let go, right? About one of those stories that's out there. Hence your bowling team name. Our, bo- I, our bowling team name. Hippos are very gassy. Maybe. <laughs> it could be that too. There's like a little bit relatable. So many layers to the hippos. So Anyways, many layers to the hippos. Up, but I had to. <laughs> Fair. Okay, another one. Would you rather wake up extra early every day or stay up extra late? Easy. Anybody who knows me, I'm an early bird and I can't stay up beyond 730. It's challenged. I'm not a night owl at all. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is like a trick question for me. I feel like I'm really not a morning person. My kids at school know this. Mm -hmm. They know not to talk to me before coffee. But then, like, I'm also really not a night owl. Pete Katie is, like, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's, like, the golden hours of Katie. 
interesting. We're not really. Like, I think my golden hours would be like seven to noon. Yeah, you get lots done in the morning. Yeah. Hmm. All right. We'll do one more question here. Um, I made these cards at work today. This was a oh, great howdy. use of my great use of my time at work. Okay. Mm, if you could choose any Olympic sport, summer or winter, to compete in, what would you choose? Um, can I can I be that Olympic athlete that does both? Like sure. I do bobsledding for winter and I don't know cycling for summer. Oh, that's pretty good. Hmm. I'm say yeah, both. I think you could do both. There's yeah. there's athletes that do both. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely choose like the skeleton or the wow. Uh, yeah. Like I just want Fast speed all go. in. All in, full send. Put me on there. What's the worst that can happen? There's as anybody who knows me, there's a lot that could happen that's really bad, but what's the worst that can happen? I Try love it. it. <laughs> so those guests just know if there's any pause in our segment, we're pulling out those those rapid fire questions. Yeah, we have more questions, so yeah. be prepared. Amazing. Oh, <laughs> thank you for sharing. Yeah, you too. All right. So before we get into bringing our guests in, I know we have been um, like I know for myself overwhelmed by the amount of support um, throughout all of Canada, the shares of the poster and the announcement that we were going to have a ladies night. It's super exciting for us. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I yeah. think we just want to extend a really warm uh, thank you to five pin universe and the WCBT just like super grateful for all of the work that they've been doing the last couple of years and just the unbelievable um, growth that our bowling community has seen just because of the impact and the work um, uh, of those groups and just giving us an opportunity to have a platform to talk about um, women and um, our, what we want in, in the future of our sport. So uh, thank you. We're very grateful. Yeah, I think there's been so much work done already to advance the sport and to get us to where we are now. So it's just nice that we're able to kind of take that next step representing the ladies and continue yeah, and all think, the amazing work. I think it gives them a great opportunity to just have a little bit of a break too. They're just so invested every single week and on the weekends that it's it's nice for us to have a little bit of a voice and and to be honest, to just give them a little bit of breathing room and a bit bit of a break. Yeah, take something off their plate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be good for everyone involved. I think it'll mm -hmm. be good. Yeah, so um, there's been so much incredible things happening in the last, since we decided to do this. I know it's been about mm. a month since Carrie reached out to Tracy and I about starting this adventure. And since then, there's been so much that's happened. Um, starting with Masters was this last weekend. We had Masters in multiple provinces all over the country. Um, I know for the Alberta Masters, Tracy and I were both there. We played Saturday at Toppler and Sunday at Chinook. And Jen Baker came out with her, I think, 13th, they said, set of stars. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, congratulations, um, she, Jen. Yeah. Yeah, she shot like a 22-20 at Chinook, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and then over at uh, Toppler, Jenna Lamaru came out with her first set of stars, and she shot a 2057. So that was incredible. Um, 
there was so much good bowling. Like I know Bev, I have them written down because I didn't want to mess anything up here. But mm-hmm. um, like Bev Magnus had a 965 triple to finish um, day one. Uh, Jerry Lee had an 891 triple to finish in six that day. Uh, Michelle Manton had a 626 double to come up from and finish her last two games. So like there was some incredible bowling. And then even with the men, we had Adam Weber taking first at Chinook. Uh, with 23-24, and Tyler took at Toppler 23-17, and he came up, he threw like a 390, I think, the second last game to put himself in first, so. Yeah, I mean, just incredible bowling too. Katie, like yourself, coming, you know, back into the Masters and, you know, your first day shooting, you know, 20-2200, like, congratulations. It's is a yeah. massive, massive score. Um I think it's just really important to recognize that there were, you know, 10 women that averaged um, over 250 on the first day. So like incredible competition. And then also, I mean, we're so close to almost being 50-50 participation between men and women for uh, the tournament masters um, this past weekend. So the fact that um, our participation for women has um, escalated on, you know, obviously Newfoundland always kind of raises the bar a little bit and there's a lot more interest, but I actually think it goes back to like what's been happening with the sport, particularly since, um, you know, we were able to get back into the lanes after the pandemic. So I just think there's just this huge spark right now amongst um you know, all genders, honestly, but women's women specifically. So just want to say that's super cool. And then also um, just want to call out some of the information that I, I do know from the masters. Um, Alyssa Campbell, like um, 22.99, I think that's one of her all time best. So congratulations mm-hmm. to Alyssa out of Manitoba. And then Derek Orne, like 24.04, like again, he, has just been incredible um, over the last year and a bit. And so 2404 is just remarkable. And then BC played as well. So it looks like Brittany DaCosta and Dakota Heth, like both got um, first place showings on the weekend. And I believe that Connor, um, Connor Levitt actually got um, two wins over the weekend in the men's side, which is incredible shooting a 2285 and a 2355. So it's incredible scores there. And then just, sort of last minute um, reached out to Jeff Young um, to talk about Ontario. And um, so we've got a, a first place win by Kayla Anderson, who looks like she's back um, playing this year in Masters. So congratulations, Kayla. And then Jeff Young shooting a 43-29. I learned today that they actually do their format um, quite a bit um, different. So those numbers are based over 16 games um okay for the whole weekend so I learned a little bit about that but you know if I missed anybody in terms of master sets like keep feeding Katie and I all of the information and we're proudly gonna um make Broadcast sure that it's, it out. yeah that it's acknowledged so congratulations yeah. everybody for uh, awesome awesome master's weekend yeah um Tracy and I one of the things we talked about was how we can get all of the information out there of all the amazing scores that are being thrown throughout throughout the country. And um, one of those that we have already seen was our first guest, actually. So mm-hmm. um, our first guest is from Saskatchewan. She threw a massive triple at the beginning of October. So we're going to take a second. Okay, you're going to have to give me a second here because this is 
day one, but I'm gonna we're gonna put on the bring in the guest thing and we're gonna bring in Josie Brooks. Nailed it. We did it. Hello. First transition. Hi, Josie. <laughs> How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining us tonight. First of all, of I want to know, Josie, what did you have for dinner that night? <laughs> it's funny. I uh, went to Northtown to help my niece like, coach for a bit, and then I went upstairs to the sociable at Glen Karen, and I had a mushroom Swiss burger and a pint of Rattler before bowling, and I guess, I guess that's the trick. <laughs> that's it. That's it, hey? You had a massive night, so like 1,096 yeah. triple, and like... No yep. bad game in there. You had 383, 318, 395 to finish. Yeah. How, like, yeah, it, was, uh, it was big. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel like as you were going through the night that, like, your pocket was just so big you couldn't really do anything wrong? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I punched, like, I punched two headpins, maybe, I think three headpins that night. And for me, like, only punching three headpins a night is that's a win on its own <laughs> so yeah everything i did it just felt like smooth and consistent like i could have ended with my hand across my body and it it was coming back and getting there it was that kind of night it was wonderful what do you remember most about that night because that's like it's incredible i'm sure you're on a you know a high and you know obviously thank you for posting and I think it, you know, we need more of that posting out on Facebook in terms of like some of those big moments. So thank, first of all, thank you for sharing it on Facebook, but like walk us, walk us through kind of now looking back, what, what do you remember about that night? Oh man. <laughs> um, the, the first game was the 318 or the 383. And I was like, okay, that was a great game. It's highest game for the season. And then I came back and I started with a chop and I was like, ah, okay. I still hit the middle. It's fine. Finished that game with a 318. And then it was the last game that really just, like stuck out to me because the 10th, the eighth frame, I threw that strike and I knew, I knew that was a thousand right there. And I turned around and I looked at my dad. I was like, that's a thousand baby. I was so excited. Um, and it was awesome because my parents bowl in that league too. So they were there to actually like witness it, which was super cool for me. Um, but yeah, I would say the 10th frame of that game stuck out more than any of them because I went strike, strike, and then I punched a head pin in 12 to not only miss the four, but I missed the 11 too. <laughs> oh man, maybe yeah. just a little bit aware, right? Were you doing I was anything? aware at that point that yeah. I knew it was, I had a big game sitting there. I didn't know what, but I knew it was a big game sitting there and I, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm just happy I kept it on the lane. I'm not going to lie to you, ladies. I was shaking. Just the, the nerves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the last time um, I've, I've heard of a score like that from a female. So, um, yeah. you know, gives us something to strive for. Yeah. Josie, did you find, like, you were doing anything repetitively that night? Or was it really just unconscious for you? Uh I mean, kind of like I would go up and I would throw my shot and then I would come back down and I sat in the same seat and just before the fourth bowler was up, I would check my phone and just do like whatever it was, whether checking the time or scrolling through Facebook, I would just 
check it and then I would put it down and then I would go up and throw my shot. And I tried to do that consistently, like every kind of every every ball I threw, every frame. Yeah, just keeping everything the same. Just keeping everything the same. Same feel. I didn't know. You never know when you're gonna have a monster night like that, right? So anything is anything is big. Yeah. So that's fair. What was your high triple before that? Do you remember? It was masters. I want to say like 10, 13. Like, okay. yeah, it was over a thousand, but it was significantly lower, significantly than. <laughs> lower than what I threw a few weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's such an amazing accomplishment. So like, good job. Congratulations. It's, it feels so good. We threw on those lanes last night and I like looked back. I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> Like I, I did that. It's still like it feels so good to even talk about. I have the picture of the games on my fridge, and I'm like, ah, it just feels good to look at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you earned it. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, yeah. we really appreciate you having the time to come on and share with us and kind of give us a little bit of insight into what was going through your head that night and how you're feeling on the lanes. And like we said, congratulations. That's an incredible incredible score to put up there so thank you i appreciate you ladies asking me to come on this is awesome yeah thanks for joining <laughs> yeah all right we're gonna say goodbye to josie oh i cut her off whoops not my best transition well yeah, um, still working through it it's we're still good. working through it we're learning we're learning as we go um yeah we're gonna shift our focus a little bit to autumn open um which was two weekends ago now. So this is kind of the first event of the WCBT season. It was. It's been fast and furious the first, yeah. you know, 30 days, right? With Autumn Open and Masters and yeah. yeah. Highlights are incredible. Wild. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So an Autumn Open, we had such a strong showing from the females across Canada. We had mm -hmm. 33 females come out and compete, which is up from last year. There's only 15. And like, there's lots of reasons for that COVID there was, you know, lots of things going on, but to be doubled where we were at last year is incredible in yep. for the first event of the year, the ladies threw 50 shifts. So we had um, 50 shifts thrown and three of us made the cut, which is incredible. That's so good. Um, you know, I, I want to come from a place like that's unbelievable. I just want to you know, make sure that we lean in and kind of recognize where people traveled from. So we had six women come from BC, uh, one from Saskatchewan, three from Manitoba. Um, we had two from uh, Newfoundland, and then we had 21 participants uh, from Alberta, which is incredible, making up the 33 and just tremendous growth. And you know, at the end of this podcast, we'll start talking a little bit about what TPC uh, looks like and the participation. So um, absolutely, um, you know, overwhelmed. And we want to just kind of keep keep that fire going, right, where we can start to get um, continual Momentum. growth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that, let's bring in our first guest who qualified at the Autumn Open this year, um, all the way from Newfoundland. Give us one second. Hello, Megan. Hey. Megan. How are you, ladies? We're good, thank you. How are you? So good. I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Good. You guys thanks are doing great for your first time out. Oh, thank Jeez. you. The nerve. The ner we were nervous. We'll be honest. We're going to share that because 
you know, why not? But it's life. It's real. I don't know if Josie's going to come back after you cut her off. but I uh, know. Right? <laughs> not, not my best transition. <laughs> We're working we'll get on better. it. We'll get better. Thanks yeah. for joining us. We know it's a little bit later there. Oh my gosh, no worries. Thank you for asking. Of course Yeah. <laughs> you have been having an incredible season so far. We know you won a tour event out on the Newfoundland circuit a couple weeks ago. And then to come out all the way to Alberta, finish 31st in the qualifying round to make the top 40. You shot 2160 for your qualifying shift. Like, that's incredible. Thank pretty, you. It's been, pretty, uh, uh, consistent. It's been an interesting uh, past few uh, months and more more interesting past couple of weeks for sure. But yeah, no, even a couple of years, right? Pardon me, sorry? Even the last couple of years for you, right? Just yeah want to talk a little bit about like your road to recovery because you know, there was an injury. I don't know if everybody knows, but you know, we want to know how that looks for you and like how you're, obviously you're feeling much better, but we want you to talk about it. Um, honestly, it's uh, to even be able to bowl is like a blessing because there was a very long period of time that I, I didn't think I was ever going to be able to do it again. Um, I had an injury that, that had, uh, I was in the process of healing and returning to bowling when I got injured at work. And uh, I, I got attacked by a patient actually, and it resulted in some pretty severe injuries. Um, and yeah, it was really, really dark for a while there. And I was like, it's, it's never going to happen for me. I'm, I'm never going to work again. I'm never going to bowl again. I'm never going to do anything. all these things you enjoy. Really, yeah. <laughs> and like to be 29 and be like, all right, that's it. That's my life. It's over. There we go. Um, to have come this far and not only be feeling better. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent and that's, that's okay with me. Um, it's way further than I ever thought I was going to be able to, to get. Um, it was one thing to even be able to bowl. Like the very first time I went and bowled, um, I threw my first ball and I have never shook so much in my life. Like I've thrown a lot of really big shots in my career and there was none of them that was like throwing that first one. Like I can't even hold on to this ball. How do I do this? Right. And uh, the very first ball I threw was a strike and like I teared up. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I can still do this. <laughs> and I mean, I threw one ball. So I'm like, Lord knows what what lies ahead but uh no i i worked really really hard at it and i know we went to club tour this summer and i finished my i finished my first shift and uh ended up missing the cut i want to say by like 30 40 ish and i started crying as soon as i finished and melissa's like oh my gosh no it's okay like you can bowl again like you're fine i was like i don't care about the cut i just did it <laughs> and like it was like, bold, all ugly cry <laughs> like, ugly cry because i was just so excited to be back doing it so the uh the success that's come after it is is just like the cherry on top of everything because i was just super excited to be back yeah i know i know how difficult this um road has been for you I want to acknowledge that because that's certainly not easy what you've had to be, you know, go through even mentally and physically. Um, but it's obviously taken a lot of work for you to kind of recover physically and mentally and even um, the investment in your game. What have, what have you been doing to kind of um, get, get back on track? Um, it started a lot with, I had to do a lot of physical therapy. Um, I was at physio, 
every single day and uh, upwards of like eight hours a day at some point. Uh, my physiotherapist in the whole crowd was, uh, they'd always joke at me saying they were going to have to put me on the payroll or something because I spent more time there than the rest of them. <laughs> um, and then once I got strong enough, um, I continued like every day at the gym. I still go to the gym every day trying to build up uh, that strength. Uh, but the biggest thing actually was um, my journey through PTSD. Um, I always was a big advocate for mental health and mental well-being. Um, I mean, I, I dealt with it on the daily in my job. I saw it regularly. So I was always like a big advocate, but had never really experienced anything like that myself. Um, so going through therapy, I mean, as hard as it is and as difficult as dealing with like a mental illness is, um, the process of healing is, is so therapeutic in so many different ways. So I've even said like when I'm down bowling, I always thought that I had a pretty strong mental game, but I think now it's actually even stronger than it ever was before because like I understand myself better. I understand my emotions better. I can harness those a little bit better. And my, my passion for, you know, the mental side of the sport definitely is, is increased tenfold because it, I think is the biggest component for my recovery, my success, because there are a lot of days that you're like, you know, it is, it's not working. I'm in way too much pain. This is never going to happen. It feels like I've never bowled before. What is this? And like to be able to get through all of that and deal with those, those tough days, those tough practice sessions, those tough, whatever moments I think is so important and why I push so much for people to really focus on the mental side of the game, because it gets you through a heck of a, a lot. lot. Yeah. 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 Fair. So looking ahead to the rest of the season, did you, are you coming to TPC? Did you sign up for Manitoba? Uh, TBC, we can't make, unfortunately, just the uh, scheduling of it is is not for us. At the moment, we are registered to go to Manitoba. Um, still obviously having to iron out a few of the details, but uh, we'd definitely like to get to as many cash tournaments as we can. It it gets a little tricky just because like it's such a long way to travel. I'm uh, a big expense so, to come out. Yeah, it is. It is a lot of money to come out, but to uh, get off the island. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's assuming the weather is like good enough for us to actually leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, no, the plan is to try and get to as many as we can. Um, it's it's nice that there's a lot more club tour events going around as well, simply because you know it's the closest to us. Um, the NBT has been really great as well. Um, I know a lot of Newfoundlanders have difficulty making it to these tournaments. So even though it might not be as big and it might not be as glamorous, it's been such a huge, uh, huge part of bowling in the community. And definitely for me, my first tournament back was the MBT and I was so excited. Like it was the first tournament I, I had ever bowled. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm back, I'm back. <laughs> In a big so, way. Yeah, as many tournaments as I can get to, that's uh, that's the plan. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, last question. Um, you know, you've obviously overcome some personal challenges for yourself, but, and thank you for sharing those. But, um, you know, what's your 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 goal, your big dream for this season? I've I've been asked it quite a few times. And honestly, I don't think I have an answer for it because I my ultimate goal is just to be grateful and to 
enjoy what I and what a lot of bowlers take for granted, like the ability for us to compete, the ability for us to do these things, to, you know, travel across the country, to make friends all over. Um, and it's not until that's like forcibly taken away from you that you really realize how lucky and how fortunate we are to have it. So I think I just want to be grateful for the progress that I've made and uh, just enjoy being back whatever that looks like for me, whether it be all the tournaments, whether that be none of the tournaments, I just want to enjoy being back and uh, competing. Um, I know like bowling the autumn open, first of all, was just excited to be there to make the finals was like mind boggling to me. And like the whole time, I mean, the first, I want to say five or six games were absolutely heinous. Like I've never thrown so many headbands in my life. And the entire time I was just there, like, I am just but grateful to be crazy. here, right? Like, no, don't get me wrong. It would have been nice to maybe have a couple more strikes. But yeah. like the entire time I was just there and I'm like, I am here and I am doing this. And I'm bowling on a Sunday. Yeah. 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 So I think that's my goal is just to continue being grateful for what I have. It's a beautiful message. And Megan, we're super proud of you. Being, you know, the only woman who advanced into, you know, the top um, 16 and uh, just wish you nothing but the the best as you move forward for this this whole year. Thank you so, so much. And thank you for everybody who's been supportive of me through this, not just the past like couple of weeks or months, but like throughout this entire journey. I, I definitely would not be here without all of you rock stars. Only a text away right yeah awesome thanks, thanks for no, joining thank us you. thank you <laughs> we'll see you later megan sounds good honey take care bye Bye. all right wow so yeah yeah, story, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, i can't even imagine but she's yeah. like it goes back to the goosebumps right like yeah. that's um that's pretty incredible. And i love just like the message of like not taking it for granted right like mm -hmm. we've we get to go out in there on the weekends and it's mm -hmm. a good mindset to have of not, uh, not letting it get away from us. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, moving on with our autumn open qualifiers, we're up to our 28th qualifier. So we're going to bring her in here. Jen Smith. Hello. Hello. Hey, Oh, How's it, are you sitting in the dark or no i don't know why it's so dark yeah Let's see. just a little layer yeah i don't know what's going on it's just... mood lighting it's okay it's there mood. you go yeah <laughs> it's about the mood i'm in right about now yeah oh, sure. oh, okay then <laughs> well, welcome. right <laughs> Welcome to the show. We are so happy to have you. You had a fantastic weekend at the Autumn Open, qualifying 28th, shot 2171. Tell us about it. How'd it go? Well, you know, the Friday that I played, I was really happy with the way I played. I still left a lot of pins on the deck, like a lot of missed spares, a lot of opens in nine and 10. And that continued on to Sunday. Like I was awesome for seven, eight frames. And then when it came to finishing games, I was opening nine and 10, either punching or just missing spares. And 
that's not normally my game. And to fall 30 okay. pins shy, it's a little, it's a little frustrating. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I couldn't finish games and it's so uncharacteristic. So. And that's the most frustrating time to have yeah. that happen in like frame eight, nine, 10, where you're like, it was such a good start. And then yeah. here we are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Jen, I was standing behind you um, for your last couple of games there. And um, I just want to talk about kind of, I know it doesn't always come down to like the last frame of event, but I, no. I kind of wanted to talk about that moment because I was there with you. You know, did you know what you needed that, that last frame? Um, what were you thinking towards the end? Did you know you were kind of close, but weren't sure? Like, well, you kept you kept me in the loop a lot and helped me focus on executing good shots. And I was pretty sure that first strike was very important. But then when I got roasted on the corner, it just at the end of the day it didn't matter. Cause even go spare count, it's now yeah. you're fall shy 10, 15 points instead of 30. So Yeah, I mean you were really fierce that last game in particular, <clears throat> right? I think you threw you might have thrown uh, four four strikes in a row right there in the middle, and then I think you you might have punched, if I recall. And I think if we could have changed that out a little bit, I think it might have changed yeah. the momentum a little bit for you. But I know yeah. you're pretty hard on yourself in in general, um, and because you did play so amazing, it would have you know obviously been nice to have you know more women in the top sixteen, and you certainly were close. We yeah. just want to let you know that we're super, still super proud of you. You know, you're still super fierce in the game. Forced to be reckoned uh, Yeah, 100%. Um, we just want to pivot gears a little bit just because we do have Jennifer Smith on the podcast and we want to be able to leverage a, a Hall of Famer. So I'm going to pivot a little bit. But um, we just kind of wanted your thoughts on, um, you know, the increase of participation that we saw at the Autumn Open and just your thoughts around that. Oh, my God. Like, I've played the Autumn Open since way back mm -hmm. in the Schnook days. Mm -hmm. And to see the increase year after year after year, it's absolutely amazing. And it's the WCBT has put so much effort into bringing bowlers out. You couldn't you can do it without the teamwork and the dedication that they've put in to push these events and people are traveling. And I think you're right, Tracy, with COVID and people not being able to play for a few years, the itch is there and the drive is so strong. They're going to do any event they can. Yeah. And I think like Jen, I, <clears throat> I agree. I mean, it's almost like you welcome more female players on the tour, right? Yeah. Because I think we get better through that lens. I also think we get better by playing, you know, the men, um, you know, we talk a little bit um, about how certain females tick like men. You are one of them. Talk to me a little bit about like how you learned that fierceness. Um, often, I know we've talked just privately, you know, that your drive is as, as fierce um, amongst many. Yeah. So like even just I've noticed it watching you play that there's always just that intensity in your game and in your shot. And where did, you know, where did it come from, Jen? Where did that come from? I don't know. To be yeah. fair, like it, it's not taught. You can't be fierce in any sport. No one can tell you to go out and be fierce. I think when you start succeeding, 
and you are determined to do better every time. I will say my dad always said to me, like after I would win an event, my dad would always say, well, you still have this to accomplish. You can go out and do this. So that kept me hungry for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I will admit, like after my dad passed, my drive, it's still there, but my desire to play events really isn't there. Yeah, we have talked about where um, it's changed a little bit for you. Instead of being an individual performer, you much uh, more enjoy more of that team atmosphere and being amongst, you know, the the sea of ladies, right? Um, Not that you're not trying to, you know, have a Mm -hmm. top performance, right? Like, because you you are, I've seen it plenty of times. So um, I I do get that. What's next? What's what's next for Jen Smith? What's your big goal? What's well, definitely masters for Newfoundland is definitely on the bucket list because mm-hmm. that's an event that no one else can top. When you're out there on the rockets, something that's truly amazing. Mm-hmm. But other than that, TPC will will be away, so that's a no go. And then yeah. December is really hectic for us. And then we're away just before Masters. So get that refresh, reset. Mm -hmm, That'll feel nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, we wish you nothing but the best and hope that you accomplish that big goal for the season. Um, Obviously, you know, there's a a group of us who would love to join the journey, but it's going to be a tough... um, tough ride this season in Alberta, I think, just because of the female participation and uh, the growth and the youth um, that has uh, occurred um, now. So see what happens. I think the tougher houses are going to play more into effect too, Mm. with us being Stettler and Innisfail instead Mm -hmm. of Heritage. Mm -hmm. I think that's because you have a group that shoots big scores at Heritage that really helps them out. And then you have your group that is just steady Eddie through any house that they play in, right? So I think come uh, three and four this year, you might see some changes just on the toughness on playing those two centers. Mm -hmm. No, Stetler, Stetler can score well, but Innisfail is tough. It is, yeah. yeah. It's gonna really force people to trust and execute their shots, yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, thanks for taking the time. I know you got a busy household and Bedtime uh, coming up. kids who aren't always feeling well and you're not well rested most nights. So nope. we appreciate it. Thanks for having me and uh, good luck at TPC, guys. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Um, yeah. Every time I watch her play, like I've never had an opportunity to play with her being in Edmonton and she's yeah. always been in Calgary, right? But every time I watch her play, just the intensity, I'm like, ooh, she's intimidating. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's in the face and everybody it, yeah. knows what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Not a bad thing. It's just, it's just her, her way. Yeah, it. no, it's, it's good. And our last qualifier from Autumn Open that we're going to bring in, our youngest one, Miss Michaela. We're going to bring her in right away. Hello. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. 
I mean, I think so. See, I, I wonder if the Yankees are winning. But <laughs> oh goodness, like we're we're fast approaching a big birthday. Only like sixteen or something. 16? Something like sixteen. 16. Only sixteen. Only sixteen. Yeah, I can't drive, so. <laughs> So, so it's, not, yeah. it's not as big. I still remember you coming up to TPC a couple years ago for like the invitational, and I was like, "Who's this, Michaela?" And they're like, "She's 14." I'm like, "Cool." <laughs> if that doesn't make me feel old, that she's kicking my butt all over the place, like I don't know what does. So <laughs> I get it a lot. It's okay. Yeah, you know, what? it's it's sometimes it's like, oh, like 15. No, oh uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, no, I'm Pretty actually like turning 16 really soon. Like I always, yeah. I always go in 16. Like I'm practically I'm, 16. I'm 15 and three quarters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what it's like right now. Well, our youngest player, our youngest female qualifier on the tour, our highest female qualifier at Autumn Open, 25th seed qualifier, 2188 for eight games. How did it feel? It felt good. I mean, after three. <laughs> qualifying shifts because you know takes a little bit sometimes it happens. um <laughs> but i don't know it's 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 kind of crazy to me sometimes just because i mean i go into these tournaments and obviously i try my best but like if i if i don't make the cut i don't make the cut like it's like a it's a crazy thing to do when you make a cut and it doesn't matter how good of a boy you are because these scores now are so high and so, I mean, like to come out on end and throw the the score that I needed, like it was, it, you know, it felt great. Like it's, and I, that's my second cut that I've made. So, I mean, for, I think this would be my fourth tournament now that I've played. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm two for four. Yeah. So. Let, let me, let me remind you what happened. Oh, all right. But take us back, Tracy. Rewind our mind. I mean, I'm one of your biggest fans, and I thank you oh, for everything that you've I'm given one of your to me fans, so my cool. life. But start with a 360, Michaela. Yeah. 233, 335, 306. So your your quad to start was a 1234. Mm-hmm. And Wild. that would have been a 308 average in your first four games of the event. And you still played fabulous after, right? 236, 218, 265, 235. But to throw a 1234 quad at 15 and a outrageous. Yeah, like almost 16 years <laughs> <Yeah>. old. <laughs> no you. you know, we've got quite a few, you know, youth coming up, female players. That, I mean, we would talk, we'll have a, our whole, like a whole podcast, honestly, on Akira mm-hmm. as well. And just in terms of like what's happening there, but I do feel it's important. Like you're the future of the game and, you know, you're one of the youngest um, female players that we've, you know, had on the, on the tour with massive success um, early on. I mean, last year was uh, just an incredible uh, journey uh, for you. I mean, the way that you played last year at TPC, throwing a perfect game in a tour event, most, people wouldn't accomplish male or female um, it's tremendous um flipping the gears a little bit um you know just want you to talk a little bit about um your confidence and and doing that at such a young age I want you to share a little bit about what what that confidence journey 
has been for you? Well, I mean, it's start like I I went to my first nationals when I was nine years old. But uh, just before I went there, I had gone to like uh, the Open Provincials in 2015 and or yeah 2015 so I w- it was a year before but seeing all these adult bowlers bowling the way they were like and I had never really been to an adult <clears throat> tournament yet like I, I had but this was like the first one I kind of remember and it's kind of like where I where I started that confidence and like well I want to be like all these adults like I want my future to look the same like I want to make these nationals and that's my confidence just grew and then it, it's different for every tournament, I guess, like youth tournament, um, like nationals, youth nationals or whatever. Like, I guess it's different because I try, I put way more pressure on myself than I do in cash tournaments. Cause I don't expect the same like mm-hmm. um, finish, but I don't know. It's, I've always looked up to people and that's what I, that's what grew my confidence, like watching and I like pushing to where I want to be like, and I want to play up with the adults and that's how kind of my confidence grew and, you know, and a comfortable shot. Right. And having success. Yeah. So with that in mind, when you're entering these cash tournaments with people double and triple your age, do you have like a goal in mind when you're entering? Like, I want to, you know, is it just to, I want to make the cut? Is it, I want to throw good shots? Like what kind of goals do you have when you're coming into these cash events? Um, well, always have fun, I guess. Like, it's one of, you know, I don't want to bowl bad. So, like, if I'm not having fun, I'm probably bowling bad. But, <laughs> um, make, making the cuts important. But, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm still shooting, like, 2150 and I'm not making the cut, like, I'm not upset with that. Like, that's a good score. Like, you know, so normally it's like, if I, if over, if I'm over 20, like, like 2000 like that's something like great for me great. And then, yeah. right yeah. like over a 250 average and then if I make the cut I make the cut like that's that's just an add to it right but right. yeah no it's that and just having like it's it's just fun like it's I love to go out to these tournaments like they're you know it's the the environment's awesome like I you know I see people who I only see every like five times a year right and so that's why like I enjoy them and everything like that I have to apologize for blowing my nose on camera Michaela during your segment but I'm getting over a little bit of a uh, cold you you mentioned that you look up to people and so I thought this would be a actually a really good platform to kind of share like who are your mentors and who do you look up to and like have you taken a piece of their games um to influence your game um Kevin Holdsworth yeah <laughs> probably like my like my idol when it comes to bowling <laughs> which is funny because it's just like I I bowled um with on a team with him one year from my second year of Monday nights and it was like kind of the COVID year so it was like you know bowling on and off but bowling mm-hmm. and like I had never really like experienced bowling with Kevin before and like I had just been brought up to bowling with the adults so like and then coming out and watching the autumn open and watching these tournaments like Kevin has just always been like supportive of supportive of me and like I love watching his game I love his like 
aggressiveness and his silly things on the, the lane. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what makes him tick. <laughs> like I have yeah. photos of me at nationals this year where I'm screaming at my hands. So, <laughs> like, I love it. So, um, what Tracy? You're you're up there with my Kevin like, with Kevin. Um, for sure. Like we practiced a lot before masters this year and yeah um tbc last year like i you like honestly it was crazy for me i watched you win the invitational and i was wowed away and i was like i, I want to be just like tracy and everything we all want to be just like tracy <laughs> right oh no i mean michaela like you are critical in terms of like the summer for me and just being there for me so thank you yeah, no, thank you. And obviously my mom, because she's yeah. always she's always on my back. She's your biggest fan, right? Oh, yep. Uh, and then I just add him for last my Uncle David because he's he, awesome. He, he's up there. He's he just he, needs to appreciate. He's all right. Yeah, yeah he's all right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um Michaela, just one last question before I feel like we're making really good time, but I just want to be able to leverage you a little bit. Um you know, what, what motivates you to keep striving? I mean, you've got a long amount, if Melissa Manor is listening to this, it can be a long journey, right? So she might be laughing in the background, but because I often say that it, so like, what does that look like for you? What, what are you striving to accomplish? Well, I have four more years left of YBC. So before I can play with all you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, Somehow I feel like you're already 18. Yeah, I'm like, how is she still have four years of YBC left? I don't yeah. get it, but okay. So, I mean, I, like, for a little bit after, for a little bit there, I kind of, like, walked away from YBC. Like, I wasn't putting as much uh, attention towards it than others and <laughs> in the cash tournaments, and I didn't make a national. So, I mean, I kind of turned my head to what I looked at and, and so that's, you know, that's, I have four years left and I, I've been to five nationals now and I've meddled at every single one. So now that's my push is like, I want to, I want to go to nationals every year. And if it's one or two, like two would be awesome. And I want to, that's, I want to medal at every one, but like, and I obviously go for the gold every time, but you know, a medal, a medal is a medal to me. Like that's, it doesn't matter if it's gold, silver, or bronze, like, a national you know, medal is an incredible yeah, national medal is a national medal so that's where my push is at right now and when cash tournaments come up like you know it's a fun weekend and see what happens there so amazing i love yeah. it we're so proud of you michaela yeah thank you looking forward thanks. to the future yeah well, thanks so much for joining us tonight yeah thank you this is awesome okay bye michaela all right there we go. Couldn't find it. All right. Wow. There was some incredible, incredible bowling at Autumn Open. Yeah. Agreed. Wild. Mm -hmm. um, so when we look ahead, we're kind of now shifting our focus away from Autumn Open, thinking about the season ahead. And we have, we are so lucky within the WCBT tour that we have a fantastic group of people and ladies who just want to continue to expand the sport and expand the ladies participating and they 
bringing people in. And already this season, when we think about the WCBT season, last season we had, you know, um, eight members sign up and like get their membership from lady or for ladies. Mm-hmm. And this year we've already had 10 sign up at uh, Autumn Open with more to come at the events to follow. Um, last year we had 51 individual players. So we've already, you know, hit a big chunk of that. Like the tour is growing so much from the 2021 season and the ladies on the tour are just, they're showing up. And I think that's going to be seen again at TPC. And it's amazing to think that we have these people who are willing to help support the ladies and help get them here. Agreed. And I, I mean, just, you know, just a nice segue, I think before we introduce our next guest, Katie is like, you know, it's, it's important. I would, you know, definitely um, encourage like any female who's playing the tour to like believe in themselves and actually, um, you know, take on a WCBT membership, right. In terms of, I think it's just showing you that you believe in yourself, that you believe in the commitment that you have an opportunity. Maybe it gives you maybe a bit of a different drive because you know, you have that membership and we'll be honest the the membership enables you to you know collect points for part of their um, ranking system and like you just never know so you know obviously we're eager to kind of evolve the sport for for her um but obviously you know 10 memberships out of you know uh, total uh memberships that occurred which from what i understand are increasing um right now um Mm -hmm. i would just highly highly encourage any female who who's playing the tour to give give them you know some incentive and belief to to purchase a membership and support the tour i think we all just have to remember we can like any one of us can go out and shoot yeah 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 all right well, we're going to bring in Stacy to talk a little bit about a fantastic group of women who are helping to increase that in the sport. Hello. Hi. Welcome, Stacy. How are you? You guys are doing a wonderful job. Thank you, Stacy. I mean, I got a little teared up that last little pod, well, twice, you know, Jennifer and, and Michaela, but yeah, really, I mean, I was That's a little teared mama. up because, you know, her background is really bad downstairs, she, for whatever, so, you know, we get a little map here because it's a little bit better than a Yankee symbol, but. Yeah, it's a sure. lot better than the Yankee no. symbol, but, you know, we're not judging, we're not judging her. No, she was incredible on, on the podcast. We are so happy to have her and we're happy to have you. Awesome. I'm glad um, you guys got this going. I'm really glad. Like, I think this is probably, uh, this is a good sign for the future. Just this alone. Yeah, yeah. We, we are honestly really happy to have you, um, you know, a member of the Fab Five and just wanted to maybe, you know, um, express like, who the Fab Five is, if nobody really knows what, it, you know, who are they, what was, you know, what was their original mission and what, what's the vision moving forward? All right. Well, for, I guess, those people that don't know, the Fab Five is Maria Wood. So if you don't know Maria, she's, uh, she runs with Mark Miller, the, the Autumn Open at Paradise, but she's like Calgary Five Pin president too. We have Karen Armstrong from Winnipeg. We have Shauna Piri Lezanez. 
Lizzie. I'm sorry, Sean, if I got that wrong. Uh, Tracy, yourself, and myself that made the, we ended up being the built Fab Five a couple years ago. Mm hmm during a random podcast at like in August, we were just watching the podcast and it was like, Hey, I would donate a hundred dollars. Well, I would donate a hundred dollars. And then we just kind of grew together to support women playing on the WCBT tour, whatever that meant, which none of us, I don't think we knew kind of what it meant. We didn't really know uh how to promote it or what we should be saying. We just thought here's a pool of money and let's hope mm -hmm. some women get involved. Right? Yeah. Let's get more women involved. So I think like our very first uh, vision was to encourage women to be involved in the WCBT tour, playing the cash events. You know, we had, I don't even know, probably a couple of years ago, I have no idea how many women played but now to see 33 women, that means that I think that it was successful that we have 33 women that showed up for the autumn open, right? So that was kind of our vision at that point in time. I think, you know, our, our vision right now is, is changed a little bit in the sense of uh, how we want to go forward and, and how we want to push the females to stay engaged and stay involved at an elite level, right? Like to play in these things, to have the opportunities to make the cuts, to have this exact same practice at match play pressure situations that the men get. Do you know what I mean? Like when you see a cut and you see one woman out of 31 women, or 31 men, one woman is getting that same opportunity that 31 men are getting, right? With with those accelerated shots, with those different thoughts, with those different breaks or whatever it is, how they practice for it, whatever, right? So I think that we're trying to come to more of a concise, like uh, whether it's an event, um, just to put it to make more, and I don't want to say equal playing fields because I don't like to say that, but, you know, to, to provide more for women, right. To, to keep encouraging that we get these numbers like 33 at the autumn open is phenomenal. Like right. who would have even thought when I ran the autumn open at Toppler, it was like four. Right. Right. So I think we have like, uh, a vision of us coming together right now. And I, I, I don't want to go a lot <laughs> into the details as to what would be the future, but I think that we are leaning towards right now, a female only end of season event, like not in the summertime. I'm thinking we're probably looking at the end of April and having a female only cash event but with details to come, because, you know, these things take time and planning. And we have a whole lot of great women that have a lot of good ideas. But we need the women that are watching today to maybe bounce some ideas to us, too. Yeah, I yeah. mean, um, thank you. I'm obviously, thank you for being the voice on behalf of Fab Five. And, Absolutely. you know, I think this this journey with us started with, like, 
we thought maybe some funding could encourage um, participation or increased participation, but now we're realizing, I don't know for whatever reason that the increased participation is just happening. Mm -hmm. I think it is a combination of a lot of different um, things. I think it's just all of the hard work that uh, WCBT has put in, uh, Five Pin Universe has put in, um, you know, streaming at events like Masters or commentary at Masters okay. or streaming the open. I mean, you could go on and on and on. And I think we didn't really know how to communicate well um, with probably the people that we should have been leaning into at the time. And so it was almost like kind of last minute where, oh my goodness, we haven't done anything for Regina. What can we do? Like, as an example mm -hmm. for Regina. And then the team actually said, okay, we want to do something. And it's two days be, you know, maybe it's, well, it was probably the Wednesday before Regina. We're like, who's got money? How much money do we have? Mm -hmm. Can we put it in? And how do we want to use it? And, you know, we, we gave away a couple of entries for Regina that, um, you know, benefited um, some women. And we're really proud that we were able to kind of share that equity and be able to support people. But now I think we're kind of pivoting a little bit in terms of like, how do we, how do we have the advocates within our bowling community to kind of leverage um, the women's interest? Keep them and engaged. where do we, uh, yeah. And where do we take yeah. it uh, next? And I think, you know, obviously we're struggling to kind of noodle what that looks like. And, um, you know, obviously we want, um, you know, people to lean in us, but we feel like we also need some advocates to help us because I think it's so we want to be involved in something that is so much more than we could ever even imagine. And I think a good example of that is what the WCBT has accomplished, what five pin universe has accomplished, what the pro league has accomplished mm -hmm. that includes women. Um, and so we're just trying to figure it out. So, um, you know, just, you know, be inquisitive. I think we're trying to be inquisitive to try and understand what that could mean in our journey. Sometimes I think we want to run before we walk. So it's okay for, you know, um, people who are supporting us in our journey to kind of, you know, temp us down because we want to, we're like a couple racehorses out of the gates and we're, you know, wanting, wanting to go fast and, and hard. Um, but I do think there is something more that could be, you know, for her. And um, I also, you know, I know Stacy, this is your platform, but I'm like fab five and I just can't stop myself right now. So I, I just apologize. She's on a roll guys. She's on a roll. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just apologizing right now, but um I just think it's really important um, for all of those learnings that we share the learnings and that we support each other and that, um, you know, I just think there's, there's, there's something bigger. I know what I wanted to say. I wanted to thank the men, all the men on the tour. And the reason I want to do that, like the women too, because they push me every single day. Um, I mean, I just competed at masters and, you know, I wasn't my best this past weekend but it's a nice reminder for myself that you always have to work at the game, that you have to be positive, like just keep working, keep working. And we all have our moments that are not 
um, not not easy and it's easy to give it's give up. But there are a lot of men on the tour, right, who are always standing beside us. They're always teaching us. They're always like positive. Yeah, supporting. And so I I also want to thank the men because I think it's critical. We learn from the men. I know I do. Some women like Baker and Jennifer, they just tick like men. Um, I, I don't necessarily always tick like, you know, the thinking of, of Karen Armstrong's another one that's fierce. Um, so I learn from them. I learn how they display themselves, you know, how they're playing match play, how, you know, how they're taking time or like some who don't take any time, like Len and Seth, they do that for a very reason that is particular to how their game ticks. So anyways, thank you guys. We're learning every single day. Um, yeah, so the stage is yours now, Stace. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay because we're on the same team. And I have, we like, are. I know. Here, right? right. We, we have like, you know, our Fab Five group chat, which is amazing. And, you know, I have little things written down, like of all these, all these different notes. I mean, I... I really can't thank the two of you enough for really pushing to get this podcast because it's really going to encourage. I mean, what if you have that, like maybe 210 or 215 average woman that just is not sure, right? Like we're, we're, we're trying to come together, which is why I think the Fab Five is trying to put out this just one year, event, like one time event this year to, you know, bring us together to, just to see the the community that we have is it's it's on a next level, right? And I know I, I you know I've watched you, Tracy, at nationals. Katie, I bowled with you and bowled against you tons of times at provincials. And I know, like, I mean, I've seen Michaela bowl at nationals. Like, there's just this really good female community, and we just really want to keep that together. And what's the next level, maybe that we can take it to? And it's, you know, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know, was it Rome wasn't built in a day? Same thing, right? And thank you, Carrie, quite so much for all of the stuff and information and stuff that you gave us over the past couple of weeks, because, you know, the WCBT wasn't built overnight. Fipen Universe wasn't built overnight. And look Mm -hmm. at the success that they have, right? Mm -hmm. So we do have really good guidance. And I'm with you, Trace. There's so many supportive men that want to see the women that were probably more excited for this podcast than anything because nobody wanted to see Tim and Dex. So, (laughs) you know, so that plays into it as well. Like, you know, well, come on, but it, you know, it, the future is very bright and, and really like without going into, cause we don't have a whole lot of details, but I'm fairly certain that Tracy and I for fab five and our fab five group could say that there's going to be a year end event and what it looks like at this point, it's, a it's on paper right now. It's on paper and there, there's, you know, and napkins and really <laughs> good females involved and, and, you know, like maybe your next podcast in a month, There'll we'll have information to tell for it. I'm sure we will, but uh, you know, the, we yeah. just need to stay together and build this community because there's so much more that we can put out there. There's so much more we can push to do. And I think that we have this. And this yeah. is today, this is the first step. Yeah. 
I think it's just incredible that we have people who want to be ambassadors in our sport and want to take yeah. on that challenge of creating the what's next, what's next for the, for the female players. And I think that's, we have so many female ambassadors across this country to lean on and to help and, and support that it's, it, it shouldn't be hard. It should be easy. Yeah. I think too, when interest is so high and participation is higher than it's ever been, there's no greater time for us to kind of figure out like the evolution of what's what's next for her I think that's important to say because I think the WCBT the Pro League Five Pin Universe they're all on an amazing trajectory I mean I want to be a part of all of those associations in every capacity Um, but I also want the next evolution for her and what that could look like for her right so I'm I'm an advocate of all Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think everything comes hand in hand when you look at, I mean, there's so many different, I mean, when you go from YBC to the open to masters, WCBC, mm-hmm. there's so many, we should all be working hand in hand and, and there's so many benefits to every single one. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think that our fab five group will pull from all of those because we've been fortunate in, you know, having a lot of female inspirational women that have sat on boards that have helped out that have played a lot mm-hmm. that can provide us with details. But really uh, I know that Tracy and I talked uh, a lot and uh, Sheena Owens and Annette Bruno about, you know, we need to hear from the community too. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of works for, for females yeah. and maybe dates or maybe events, whatever it is, right. We're open to hearing and we want to hear it. We want to hear all all the inputs, right? So, uh, well, I'm excited. I'm 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 excited. Our Fab Five group is excited. We're yeah ready to make a little, just maybe a little right turn and see what happens. See what happens exactly. Yeah. Well, I know one of the things that Tracy and I have talked about is making sure that we include a fab five segment to get kind of updates of what you guys are working on and things throughout our podcast. So I'm looking forward to the next time we can have one of you on and give us the, the next step. What's, what's going on in next month. You know, you never know. You never know know what's going to happen in the next month. You can ask the next five fab five member, but I would like to be a diver or a synchronized swimmer just so you know. Oh, Oh, I could totally see you in one piece swimsuit. (laughs) Oh, I'll hop in there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Stace. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Oh, out and in. Um, Wow. That's That's a lot of content for tonight, right? That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We're like almost at the end of our show. Recap it, Katie. We're, we've talked about all the things that have happened in the past month. Looking forward and looking ahead, we have TPC coming up. We have some incredible things happening at TPC, the Ladies Invitational. I know you and I are both playing in the Ladies Invitational, along with Michaela, Jenna Lamaru, Alyssa Campbell's coming out from Manitoba. Chantel is coming out all the way from Quebec. Um, Heidi from Edmonton. And there's a, a mystery spot that's filled to be determined i've been hearing some whispering they might not know yet but they might be in so um stay tuned to find out who that eighth spot is and we already have 32 females signed up to play amazing right amazing 
also up over last year. Also up from 20. Last year, there was 20 females coming. Yeah, just the increased participation. Just want to thank you, ladies. Keep keep pushing. Um, yeah. Keep pushing yourselves. It's amazing. Can't, can't wait to see what happens at the TPC. Yeah. So other than that, we are so excited. We got the go-ahead to say every third Wednesday, we will be on your podcast screens. I'm super excited. <laughs> uh, we've got so many ideas to share, you know, once a month. Um, we can't, e we can't even keep up with all of the ideas that Katie and I have. And, and if anybody's got, you know, ideas out there and you want to hear about something unique or different, like just lean into Katie and I, we're, ha yeah. we're happy Send to us start. messages. We yeah. want to hear everything that's going on in the country. We want to hear who's thrown big, what's going on and any ideas you have for future shows. Yeah. And just like a big thank you to Five Pin Universe and Carrie for trusting us with your baby and letting us take this on and giving us the go ahead to just do it however we wanted. And we yeah. the faith you put in us to be that voice. So podcast episode one. Done. Done. We did it. Thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you all next month. Thanks, Katie. You too. Bye. Bye.